it was my turn to get Alec. Usually he's the one that gets me. So. That's a mental image I never wanted. And now I am stuck with for eternity. <laughs> Welcome to the What's Up Verdict Podcast, where we fashion ourselves television judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Mattson Heiner. Better red than dead. And Alec Burgess. Let's get it. We appreciate you tuning in with us live. Welcome to live here on Facebook and YouTube. Check us out. We appreciate it. Uh, spoilers follow, but as always, hit those follow, subscribe, like, uh, all those buttons. They help you keep up with all of our uh, television movies. Weird shit, funny shit, crazy shit, dumb shit, all the stuff that's coming. So keep my watch for that. Um, yeah, we're here to talk Westworld episode, season four, episode seven. It's called uh, Metanoia was the title. Um, penultimate episode of the season, gents. They did not waste any time either. No, there was uh, no lead into this episode. They just jumped right in feet first. So. For, here, let me give you the definition of metanoia. So metanoia is change in one's way of life resulting from penitence uh, or spiritual conversion. So that's the the title definition. So interesting. Works in a couple of ways. Sticks out the most with me with William and the man in black, which we'll talk about, I'm yeah. sure. But um, So did it get you, Alec, that first uh, pre- the cold open, so to speak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where, um, and I watched some guy on YouTube. I don't remember his name, but he was talking about it. Um, and apparently the aspect ratio. Yep. I was changed. about to tell you. It and always so, does. Matson, did you pick up on that? You're the aspect ratio guy. Which part are we talking about again? Right the at the beginning. beginning before aspect the... ratio changes because they're in the sublime, and apparently that happens. So uh, it's not I guess just I the didn't. Sublime. It's anytime they're in a simulation that's all machine. So it's not – there's no part of it that's the real world. It goes to the letterbox aspect ratio. So they um, – so as soon as I they, it started, I'm like, oh, they're inside somewhere. No, well, didn't Yeah. I didn't know where they were. I, would, I was assuming it was the sublime since it was, it was Bernard. But, hmm. yeah, but you that- can always tell. That cold opening had me question literally everything. <laughs> and that's where I sent you that text, JJ, where I was like, dude, have we just been watching one of Bernard's like run throughs this entire season? Yeah. No, just at the beginning uh, of this episode. Um, I will say this, though, that it did make me, it gave me anxiety, maybe be the wrong word, but. I don't know how reliable Bernard's calculations and plans are anymore at this point, because the fact that he had this conversation with Maeve inside this scenario where he, it basically admits that it only works because she's a construct of his mind. He asks her the question, are you agreeing? Are you disagreeing because that's what you would do? Or are you disagreeing because that's how I built you basically in this scenario? And I realized that, he's not a very reliable narrator in this situation because it's obvious that while he has been correct up to this point, it's only because he's tried everything else and it hasn't worked. Yeah. And, but there's definitely room for error 
because everything that he's built is based on his view of the world. And as we know, Bernard's not the greatest at viewing people in the world. Like he gets shit wrong quite a bit. Frequently. So yeah. Yeah. It really messed with me on how accurate this whole, no matter how many times he's gone through it. Did you have a metanoia experience? Is that what you're saying? A little bit. Yeah. But most of it was pretty straightforward for me, other than I was really happy and frustrated at how close I was again with damn Dolores' storyline. Because <laughs> I knew it. I freaking knew it, dude, that she was in some sort of simulation. I just didn't realize that she was in the real world as some sort of simulation, not vice versa. So it really makes sense, though. Like, who does she yeah. interact with? Her roommate, her boss, Teddy. I was so mad. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> well, and I caught it. So when they walk into the the uh, the game place where her work and they go in the back and Caleb's there and doesn't react to either of them, like no reaction. And this is a dude that's got to have some level of stress when someone walks in that room because, you know, he assumes he's going to get tortured, messed with whatever it is, but nothing. He didn't even flinch. So I was like, oh, he doesn't even know they're there. I was like, something's tweaked right now with this whole situation. And then, of course, that's how it worked out. So now I'm really right back to what the hell. And they've is... got one episode. Yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> one, episode so in a, one episode in a season. So much to get through. Yeah. That was nuts. Yeah. Um, I did like, though. You know, because I had the same suspicion that you had, JJ, with Caleb, but it just confirmed it where they walk out in the hallway and two seconds later, here comes Stubbs and Frankie down the same hallway. Didn't even notice. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yep, OK. Um, so it kind of took a little bit of the bite out from the big reveal at the end because I was yeah. like, OK, something's fishy going on. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was thinking about because Bernard. You know, when he's having his emotional goodbye with Stubbs, um, tells him to go left. Right. Mm -hmm. And that leads him to William mm -hmm. before they get to Caleb. So now I want to know what was the purpose of them seeing William first, because if they had gone right. They get to Caleb first, and that's their ultimate goal. They would, wouldn't have stopped to look around. Yeah. So what's happening with William? Dude. I've been itching the whole season for William to get off ice. Now I'm even more tickled because now you have William with absolutely no humanity whatsoever. And he's been coached into the end of the world philosophy, like, which I loved. Ed Harris was like epic this episode throughout. Yeah, he was awesome. It's a good throwback, even with him walking at the end, walking with the hat on and everything. I know you were tickled by that, JJ. Oh, tickled pink, baby. Did you catch the song, JJ? Of course I caught the song, dude. I was having <laughs> such a great time. <laughs> nothing, nothing is good, man. Oh, I was so happy. Yeah, it, I'm telling you, that conversation with Ed Harris and Ed Harris was so good. Like, the realization of... Human Ed Harris was like, dude, uh, the purpose of we've got this all wrong, man. Like, we're all cockroaches. We're not. We're here to destroy. And I'm just like, this is okay. 
I share a life view a little bit with William. <laughs> it's, uh, I, yeah, I, my faith in humanity is less than high. So it's like, I was like, okay, I can't argue the point to a degree. I, <laughs> but he makes a lot of good points. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah, so I'm really excited. Now, I will say, and huge spoilers here, so if you haven't watched the episode, you got about five seconds before you catch up with what I'm about to say. Hmm. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do if Maeve isn't in the show anymore because that would hurt my soul. She got popped. Yeah. And I love, like, the whole hail getting shot, too. Like, what took you so long? (laughs) Oh, you're going to wish he hadn't shown up. (laughs) (laughs) because you knew what was coming but yeah i don't know this show does doesn't work as much for me without mave now i'm excited because having william back to that point like man in black back to man in black and not william that excites me like just pure chaos and yeah it's crazy (laughs) we we have a comment here so we'll pop it up from victoria (laughs) that's fair that's fair to Shay. Well, you you have a great point. So, well, played. 101 times is the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fair. She was dead for a long time. Yeah, died so many times. Like, Westworld can kind of, I mean, you, you don't even know. Like, yeah, damn. that's fair. I, yeah, it's a good point. And I, and I welcome her back because she's the best part Maven, of this whole show. Oh, dude, Maeve is the greatest. And I love like the recognition at the beginning of the episode where she's like, I know this isn't me because I'm not. No wonder my snark wasn't up to snuff. Like I absolutely like that's that what comment. tipped her off. Yeah, I'm not as was, sarcastic as I normally am. Yeah, it was so perfect. Clearly, I'm not real. It was perfect. But I do. So I'm wondering what you guys think because knowing now that Dolores or Christina or whatever the hell um, is a simulation within the real world. Obviously, the connection to Rehoboam's there. So my question is, is she there because Hale knew that she needed her because of her connection to the technology that helped control the humans in the past? Or is she there because Bernard said to Akichita, I can't do this alone. So I've said a few times that Teddy, I think Teddy is who Bernard sent. I think he pulled him out of the sublime sent him to wherever got him into wherever Christina is to help guide her and help her realize who she is and what she can do. And I think Hale needed uh, Christina or Dolores in her level to control, to have that software, the, and obviously to control them in a peaceful manner without the noises, because the auditory piece overrides Christina. So what are you guys' thoughts? Those are just, some initial knee-jerk thoughts that I had. Matt, did you get to go first this time? <laughs> Dude, I got to be honest. Like, this show sometimes, I don't think I have enough time to think about it with my work <laughs> and everything. That I mean, it sure seems like that, but it almost seems so straightforward that the Westworld doesn't always operate like that, that I'm like, well, there's got to be maybe some ulterior motive. That's what the show has bred me to always believe. So it it's almost seems too easy for that to be the case. Now, what it would be if it isn't that, I'm not smart enough to say, so I'm going to defer to Alec. 
<laughs> oh, right, because I'm the brains of this operation. <laughs> well, you have seen Good all one. four seasons in totality in the last, like, three weeks, so I think that's, that helps. That, that's that's also fair. That's fair. <laughs> I don't know. So I still am in the boat that Dolores implanted herself there mm. as kind of a last-ditch effort to stick around, right? The survival instinct um, that previously the host didn't have before. I think, I think she developed some form of survival instinct and put herself there. I think that on the flip side of that Hale using Christina, Dolores, whoever is just because Hale didn't want to do it. Mm. Um, And made Dolores do the legwork because they're still the same code right the same base code they both come from the same place so they could both do it but hale has world domination on her hands she has to you know have lunch and then go create a new world her schedule's chock full of important things to do she doesn't have time to write storylines for people so since dolores was there i think hale just repurposed her to become the story writer of the new world or whatever Nice. I like it. Victoria is back. She's got a great comment here. Says, Arnold Bernard is who created Dolores. I think somehow B somehow has a hand in Christina's recent robot spiritual awakening. I agree. I think so too. I think it's a great comment. Thank you, Victoria. Yeah, I, I really do. I, I don't, I like that perspective because you're not wrong. I think the only difference between Hale and Christina per se is the one, the mindset, but then the, the Rehoboam piece that upload or that connection that they had at the end of last season. But yeah, I think so too. That's, that's the only thing that I can think is that somehow Bernard's involved in this. There's just too many hints that, like I said, either it was, he sent Teddy knowing Teddy's the only person that's going to be able to get through to her or he is the one that put her in the program in the first place somehow. So I'm interested to see lots of answers coming obviously in episode eight. And then we got there better be a lot of answers coming. <laughs> there, there won't be enough. I can tell you that after watching this season for the fourth or this show for four seasons now, it's it'll never be enough. And then two years, we got to wait. Um, yeah, it's going to be rough, but I can't wait. Um, Hale's robots. OK, the new bodies that they put them in. That's some weird shit. Like, I didn't realize I would keep were. the human body. Right. Like, and they I don't have get, arms. Like, yeah, well, I mean, in theory, they don't necessarily need them, I guess. Sure. I, in your transcendence piece. But, like, it, it was a really interesting concept because she kept – we talked last time and we had some great comments from our episode last week about, you know, the burn because we, we all got it way wrong as to – not way wrong, but we got it wrong as to why she kept the burns. But – um yeah, so she kept the burns to remind her of the nastiness of humanity and her time is in that world. And then now she's completely removing humanity from any level for the transcendence, right? So it's time to transcend, to move past looking, feeling, touching, you know, whatever, like humans. And so I was really interested to realize what those were because I don't think they ever showed them. I mean, they were in the background when you saw the one dude getting his head cut open in the an earlier episode, but I was paying attention to so many other things. I honestly didn't even think about the fact that those were the new bodies. Um, 
And it seems a little irresponsible to me, I guess, other than they're going to wipe the human population beforehand that the their pearl is just kind of floating there. And <laughs> I mean, seems like a sniper's wet dream right hmm. there. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Anybody with some good aim, you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> It was my turn to get Alec. Usually he's the one that gets me. So. That's a mental image I never wanted. And now I am stuck with for eternity. You're one thing that welcome. I want a clarification on, because Hale said this at some point, like with this being the last day, and she, I think she used the word cities with an S. Mm-hmm. And so it did make it seem like they, as I would probably say, if she's saying cities, they probably got the whole world, whatever the world is at that point, but they've just really focused on New York City being like the mecca of that. And then with them focusing so much on Nevada, it certainly looked like when they were driving, things like that, there's probably not a lot in between New York City and Nevada at that point that's still ongoing. Maybe some major cities, maybe some places around the the, the world, that's an inference, but it certainly seemed like that's what she meant. Yeah. I agree, and I was going to bring that up because we talked about last time what the hell's the world around look like. So it's obviously that there's more than just New York. So I'm wondering if she has the whole world, and then they've just consolidated everything into these cities that can be controlled with the tower, and that probably look very similar to mm-hmm. the one we're looking at with with Manhattan. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, there's that's one of the problems with this show to me long term, and maybe it's just me, but. There's so many other things that I want to know about that are outside of the core central area of the show. And that's not to say that I don't, we all know I love this show, but there's so much that I, I'm torn because I would love, I know the fifth season, it's been hinted that will be the last season. They haven't even confirmed that they've been, they've renewed it, but Ed Harris had said, we got one more season. And then, so, I mean, there's hints out there that there's one more coming and it'll be the last one, but it, there's so much set up for some spinoff stuff because I want to know what the rest of the world looks like. But then again, I'm also okay not knowing, like having that, holy shit, what the hell else is going on question is cool for me. Like I don't need mm. to know. So how did, uh, how do we feel about Caleb um, obviously making an appearance in this episode and the part that he played? <sighs> I'm torn on that because He's I, Caleb, is what sure sure yeah attacking them and just like i love when he locks Stubbs in the room and like that was funny Stubbs was epic this season but i i'm kind of torn with caleb too because i found myself one and we talked about this last season mattson when we did a, the reviews for last season that i caleb was never my favorite character in this show like he felt like a central figure to get us through season three to me and now he feels like this side character that because everybody liked him besides people like me in season three, they kept him. And so he's kind of been worked in, in weird places. Like last seat, last episode, he worked, it worked really well for me, but outside of that, like he just feels like secondary. So I, I was so, it felt lackluster when they have this reunion Stubbs stole the whole scene for me when he turns right, when he knocks on the door and is like, Hey, can you let me out? Like, that to me was the best part of the scene, which in my opinion means that at least for me, Caleb's whole storyline outside of me really liking Char uh, C or Frankie, however you want to 
I really like that character and her, the actress. But outside of that, I don't need Caleb. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah. I'm but same. I'm interested to see what happens because now she's got this version of her dad that's a machine or is he or is he because we don't know. She wrapped his hand. She didn't zap it closed like they normally do. Why would she put a wrap on his hand unless it's to try to trick Frankie? But if she's in in the world, who gives a shit? Why does she need him, Frankie, to be tricked? So I think there's a chance that she pulled the actual Caleb out of cold storage. I still think she was storing him just like she did William. Because I don't see why you wouldn't sew his hand shut with the thing. Sure. Yeah, it's why. Why not keep him in cold storage? I didn't think about that. But the more that the, she did that, it's like she did it for one. Why wouldn't she just potentially do it for the other in, in her world? Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, and she – I mean, I can see her keeping him there because as a like she did with William, it's a trophy thing, right? This is the person that started and in theory led a war against the machines and the world that they had created with Rehoboam. So and then defeated her time and time again and was able to so she needs the real thing. That's the other thing that she always wanted to know how she got past. She obviously wasn't going to learn it from the machine versions so she could pull the actual Caleb out. But I don't know. We'll see. I'm very intrigued. That would be the only thing I think to me that would save the Caleb storyline and make it interesting is if it was actually Caleb. But as soon as she put bandages on his hand instead of using their little laser to close him up. I was like, I was suspicious. So that also explains why he was napping. Right. Huh. Thanks, JJ. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I have thoughts that are smart. Sometimes <sighs> sometimes they're just paranoid delusions that I have because this show. They'll do that to that you. Way. Oh, I know. I know. Um, so what about Stubbs? Mom Stubbs, dude. He was, like, on point this episode. What did he say? I texted Alec. What did I text you? The line he said. uh, uh, Somehow, you're you're never this fucking. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's like, yeah, he's like telling him something when he's going in. He's like, fuck you, Bernard. You're never this nice. I was like. Well, then before that one, he had the, let's give him one more minute for Maeve and Bernard to show up. Oh, look at that. I could tell the future, too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was classic classic stubs throughout this episode the guy is just man the hemsworth boys man they can they can act they're funny funnier than we give them credit for in most of the movies we put them in but yeah well that's because they're they look like meatheads that's true so it's hard to give them credit for you know it's true jokes but man he was funny throughout this yeah, see? And Victoria had a great point. Here's a comment from Victoria. I don't think Stubbs dies. Bernard never confirmed that he dies. He just kind of gave him the side eye. I agree. He was he was alive at the end of the episode. I think he was, when, when Bernard was talking to Stubbs, he was referencing the fact that Bernard knew he was going to die, and Stubbs took it that he was going to die. But it also gave Stubbs some motivation because the dude's been trying to to die for 23 years. So <laughs> it's he's... He's been ready to just be done being a machine because he's always been under somebody else's control. So I love that point, Victoria. Thank you again. That's yeah. Stubbs is alive and well, and I hope he stays alive and well. I wonder if it also like wasn't misdirection from Bernard. Mm. Because if he had told Stubbs, oh, hey, by the way, I'm not coming out. 
stubs would be to less him. likely to you know follow the plan that needs to be followed it's true um or follow the the trip down because i'm thinking uh that stubs is the one that bernard was sending a message to mm. at the end mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that could be true too i like that Ooh, i didn't even think about it. i was about to ask about the message but that makes sense um yeah yeah i think stubs too I, to your point Alec, i think stubs because it, one of his directives when he was to protect bernard and get him through out of the park and so i think and then he coming out of the park in season three it was like he was always there to protect bernard so i think you're right if Bern, if he knew bernard was gonna die i think he would have broke protocol or broke the plan and gone with bernard to try to save him so i like that point it's a good point um lastly at least for me what a hell of a fight scene between Maeve and Hale. Dude, the freaking like super kicks that <laughs> sent them both flying at different points. I loved watching Hale like slide across the water. And then, yeah, what a great, fun fight scene. That I hotel, lo- I that resort is awesome. And then I, I love the little scene at the end where they showed how they did that and had the cable and everything. And because mm-hmm. obviously these are not humans, but like super human machines and that yeah pretty cool it visually yeah. was really stunning how they superimposed manhattan uh with the man in black walking out um and just layered that over uh just cool to see how that's done these days absolutely yeah him walking on a beach and then watching them add in the hotel and add in the yeah it was cool i really liked it, it was a good episode i this season has been on point with season one for me like season one was so good Season two was great. Season three was good. But this season went back to its roots. And, like, even though it's not, like, holding this really twisty thing that's right in front of your face for so long, but there's so many good just really thought-through twists and, and point story points that I, I've really enjoyed this, this season so far. I can't wait for next week to see how it all comes to a close for season four. And, and then we got two more years. Because that was Ed Harris did say they're gonna they're set to start filming for season five if he's correct and they renew it, which I don't see why they wouldn't in April or May of 2023, which means we won't see a release until probably or at earliest early spring. Yeah, the least they could do it. is give us ten episodes, right? Right. You know what though. Last season, I was a little disturbed by the season, but it needed only eight episodes. And I like the format with this one, too, because season two, I will say the one thing about season two that bothered me was is a little long considering the, the twists were so over the top in season two and so drawn out, but they didn't need to take 10 episodes to get there. I think everything but season one could have been, I think season two could have really been better with, eight episodes versus 10, which I, you, I would never normally say that out loud. Yeah. Stop mm. it. They're going to give us less Westworld. I know they better not. No, I think you'll see eight seasons, eight episodes fit in season five too, if they end up actually doing it, which they better. Cause I, yeah. All right. Well, Victoria better be right. <laughs> Maybe better come back. Cause God, I just don't know if I can enjoy this show without team Wade Newton, man. All right. Any final thoughts? Anything else you guys want to bring up before we wrap this session up? Uh, yeah. So this thought popped into my head. Akichita. 
Yeah. He's showing up an awful lot. And yeah. every time he shows up, he's in the tower. Yeah. He's got to have a bigger role to play, right? I mean, I don't know. I, my brain wants to say yes, but I think based on his character in the past and what he's done, he's always been a sort of a guide for others, right? His people in season two. Uh, and so, and then Bernard to a certain degree. And then, so it's, I, I think, yeah, I think his role will be just a guide. I think it's just to help get Bernard to the point where he understands what he has to do and accepts it. So I, my brain wants to say yes. And I they're do think it's a hard sublime, coincidence right? for it to be in the tower. What was that? Well, they're going to sublime. Like William, we see is heading towards the rift in Hoover Dam. Like, I think that might just be to get William where he needs to go. Either that or he goes in and he just unleashes all hell on the sublime. But why would he go to the sublime? It ruins everything that he's trying to do. You know what I mean? Like he's here to set only the, the cockroaches get. To well, he's going to go. Who's a cockroach? That's fair, too. That's fair, too. I, I don't know think that he's got something up his sleeve. I think I think Bernard opened the door knowing it would attract William there. And my guess is that William will be met by uh, Stubbs, Caleb, and and Frankie. And I wouldn't be surprised if you see William get sucked into it or pulled into it by Caleb. I think if this is a robot Caleb, he ends up in the sublime maybe. I don't know. There's a lot of things that could happen there. But I think that's all a setup. I think it's – because once it gets shut down again, if Bernard's gone, gone, there's no no opening it back up. So – that's the other thing that maybe he opened it so that machines would have a chance to get there if they chose because they don't obviously don't want to continue to live on earth. It's not good for their health as we've seen. So he gives them that chance knowing he wasn't going to survive saving the human world. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows? That's my theme for this show. And what's the hope? <laughs> Cause he's talking about there's like, exactly. Yeah. There's hope. I'm like, what hope? What's the hope with everyone being dead? Yeah. 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 There's a lot left. A lot left to answer next week. We'll see if they actually answer it if they drive me crazy and leave us hanging for two years and have to wait to find some real, real answers. But all right. Well, we've appreciated you tuning in, Victoria. Thanks for your comments. They were great. We love the addition to the conversation. Uh, join us next week. We'll be back. So we're going to do this one more. One more time for Westworld, and then we'll pick up some lives with some shows that Matt's that I'm sure we'll talk about here in a moment when he tells you where else to find us. JJ, I need to write down the names of these two shows. <laughs> I just can't remember. Andor is the first one. <laughs> Andor is Star Wars. And then um, what's our uh, – why can't I remember Lord of the Rings? Give me that name too. It's uh... Aurora. <laughs> no, I know it's not that because I'm stupid. <laughs> it's the Rings of Power, my Ah, uh, The Rings of Power. And then – I think we're we're still putting around doing um, House of Dragon, but I think we're we're probably going to end up doing that as well. I'm pretty excited for it. My co-hosts are a little less so, uh, but I think odds are we we probably swing into that as well. I've been rereading the, the the I've been rereading Fire and Blood, so I'm prepared if we watch it, and I we'll watch it. It is what it is, but don't forget She Hulk. And She-Hulk, yes. So those are like the four big TV shows that in the next, they're going to start kicking off here in the next couple of weeks. 
uh, movie wise, Bullet Train's coming out. We also just uh, released Alex Crazy Shit um, a few days ago. Um, talked about world hunger and some of the conspiracies there. We'll be dropping uh, Matson's cool shit here shortly. Um, we're trying to dabble in some other things, so take a listen. Uh, check us out on TikTok. Alex always roasting us, doing uh, movie trivia amongst other things, talking to tigers, um, different things. So check us out there, and then. Um, on whatsourverdict.com and kind of see what's upcoming in our social media sites as well. So thanks again for listening and uh, we appreciate it. Yeah. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Cinematic out.